Hey, Harland, it's Zachary from uh, Indiana. It's been about six months since we, since we last heard something from the highway, and uh, it's just been a lonely, busy six months, and, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, and uh, nothing would put me more in the Christmas spirit than your famous uh, Christmas podcast. So I'm going to preemptively say thank you so much for giving us this, uh, this Christmas podcast. We love you, and we can't wait to hear more from you. Thank you so much, and until next time, chicken chow mein. Later. Hold on. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute. Whoa. Hold, hold the phone. Hold the refrigerator. Hold the microwave. Hold the toaster. Hold your firstborn child, even if its eyes are spread far apart like a hammerhead shark. Just hold something. Did you see what he did there? Did you? That was clever. Zachary, did you see what he did there? He 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 lured me in. He, I well, I wasn't gonna do a Christmas podcast. You you think I have time for a Christmas podcast, ladies and gurgle bargains? I'm running around. I'm shopping. I'm I'm creating presents. I'm baking pies and cakes and. And making merry and putting Christmas lights up? You, you think I have time for a Christmas podcast? But what did he do? What? Do, oh, uh, what is Christmas all about? Christmas is all about loving and sharing and giving and loving. And listen. <laughs> oh, God. Listen to what this, this clever pavement pounder did. L- listen very carefully to his words. Listen. To what he said. We love you, and we can't wait to hear more from you. Okay, not all of it, Roger. J- just roll it back. Just condense that a little bit. Just a little <clears> bit. We love you, and... There, there, right there. Did you hear it? Did, did you hear what he said? It starts with L, and it ends with E. Did, did you, Roger, play it again. Play what? Did you hear what he said? We love you and again, again, do it again. We love you and one more time, one more time, Roger. Back it up. We love you and again. We love you. And I need an, I need another one. We love you and, and now give me four in a row, real quick. We love you and we love you and we love you and we love you and there, right there. Oh, oh, right there. He used the L word, lurgles and blurgen snargens. He used the L word. We love you. Isn't that what the holidays is all about? Christmas and holidays and cheer and joy? Love? Isn't that the operative word? Isn't that the word that binds us all together? Bonds us all together? Glues us all together? Velcros us all together? Isn't love really the only word? that matters in the end. Isn't love the only word that makes the world go round? You got me, Zach. You got me, buddy. I wasn't gonna do a Christmas podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But you had to throw the L-bomb at me. And so, Roger, cue up the intro. Gurgle blurgens and snargle blurgens. We can't wait to hear more from you. We're going to do this. We're going to spread a little love. We're going to do the Harland Highway Christmas podcast. Take it away, Rod. We love you and we can't wait to hear more from you.
Welcome to the Harland Highway. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Please, go away and leave me alone. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. <laughs> Man, keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket, my blue blanket. Give me my blue blanket. Fasten your seatbelt. You're riding down the Harland Highway. It's the Harland Highway. Have you checked the children? Oh, here we go. You got me. We're, we're doing this. Rod, you know what, Rod? Give me some Christmas music right out of the gate. We, we got to make it Christmassy. Come on, lay some down. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Doesn't that just... Did you feel that washing over you, gang? It's like... It's like being in bed on a nice soft mattress and pulling a warm blanket up over your body. There's a fire crackling in the fireplace down at the end of the bed board. Hot cup of cider in your hand. Snows falling down outside. Big snowflakes just drifting down from the sky. And you feel all gooey and warm inside. And this is the only time of year this happens. You don't, you don't feel this this way in, in other months. You're not sitting around in, uh, you know, March and going, oh, do I feel, oh, I feel so fuzzy and warm inside. No. You, you don't, uh, you don't all of a sudden one day in the middle of July go, oh, golly, I feel so loving and warm and ooey gooey and no, no. It's only now. It's only now this special time of year. Oh, the lights are going up. You know, I put my lights up already. I put them up on Thanksgiving Day. Can you believe it? Normally I wait a bit, but this year I was like, I don't know, maybe it's because of all we've been through and the times we're in. I was like, let's get them up early. I want this warm, fuzzy, Christmassy feeling to last as long as it can. So I'm going to stretch it out a little this year. Screw Thanksgiving. I'm going right to Christmas. Didn't even celebrate Thanksgiving just to to show how much I, I want to be in Christmas. Didn't do, didn't do any Thanksgiving dinner. Didn't do not, nothing. I just put up the tree and the lights and I sang Christmas carols and I wrapped presents. and No, I didn't. But I did put up all my stuff. I put up the lights outside. Just just when those those colored lights fill the air. You know, think of air. Air is just kind of air. It's just there. It's air. Right? It's just sort of empty. It's air. It's kind of nothing. Big, big bunch of nothing air. But then all of a sudden there's a there's a little red glow and a yellow glow and a green glow and a blue glow filling the air. Oh, the little Christmas lights inhabiting the air that it just moments ago was nothing. And now, oh, it's like the air's a living, crackling electric rainbow. Oh, what a delight. Even during the day when they're on, you know, I put them up during the day and still you can see the glow in the, in the bright, sunny air. But then 
night slowly creeps in and the darker it gets, the more they stick out and glow. It's like a gay pride firefly festival. It's just gay, gay fireflies strung along my house and on my gate and oh, just a sight. So welcome everybody, welcome to the Harland Highway podcast. We're gonna have some fun today. We're gonna make it holiday e for you. We're gonna talk about Christmas and talk to Christmassy people and play some of your phone messages. And Zach's right, we've been away for a while. I've been quiet for a while. I've been working on some other projects. And, uh, but here we are, this special time of year. And uh, I think we have people calling in. And what? Already we have someone calling in? Oh, my gosh. Okay, Roger says somebody's on the phone. You're not going to tell me who? Why not? Okay, you know what? The only reason you're not telling me why not is I think I know why not, Roger. Is it that? Is it him? The, and he's drunk, right? No, I don't want to take it. I do... No, I do not. I I started this podcast. Okay, we're gonna have fun. It's gonna be friendly and family friendly. I do not need, nor do my listeners need, George Michael from Wham calling in right out of the gate. No, go, go to something else. What? Let's talk about presents. Let's talk about gift. Get, do not put him through. Do not. No. 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 Oh, God, I tried to do something nice, Roger, and we got the... Oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Good Lord. Hello. Oh, my God. Hello, it's me, Arlen. How are you today, mate? Hello, uh, George Michael. How are you? Uh, Merry Christmas, Hello. Okay, right away, I have to ask, have you been drinking? Oh, look at you. I can't even say hello to your old friend, George Michael, accusing me of being boozed up like a $7 hooker on a $4 fucking pancake Tuesday. What? Well, listen, what, what, can we, it's the bloody holidays. You can't even be friendly with me. Right out of the gate, you got to accuse me of being juiced up like a like a fat pig and all-you-can-eat buffet. Fucking down coconut cream pie. This, this is not funny, George. It's George Michael. I'm not going to start with this business right out of the gate. I I got two names, it's George Michael, it's not one, it's not the other, it's two. All right, calm down, God. Now where the hell are you and what's going on? I'm, I'm calling for a Christmas party, Alan. A Christmas party? Yeah, that's right, and it's not going very well, really. What do you mean it's not going well? Well, we are invited to a Christmas party. Who's who's we? Well, me and my friend Peter. Who? Peter. Peter? <laughs> you're not saying Peter. What? I, I don't know what you're saying. Pia? 
Oh, Peter! Uh, good morning, hello! Are your fucking breakfast burritos ready, you fucking Chinese windmill with a fucking Penelope pit stop fucking pit crew up your ass? Hey, whoa! I'm not gonna have you come on here and do your drunk ramblings, George! It's today, it's, it's George fucking Marla now, you get it right! Well, I'm gonna come over there with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer's fucking bright fucking 95 watt fucking red light bulb nose and screw it right up the inside of your calamari ring, you dirty fucking cheesecake. I'm not a dirty fucking cheese. Listen, what are you doing at a at a hollow at a at a Christmas party? Well, you're not far off on a Halloween party. Oh, it was a, it was a costume Christmas party of oh, me church up in Saint Timothy's, eh? Your church? Yeah, that's right. They wanted to do, like, you know, a, a festive uh, Christmas costume party up in Saint Timothy's with, you know, the choir and all the, all the altar boys and the priests and whatnot. You know. Okay, well that sounds nice. Well, I thought it was gonna be nice until, you know, my costume caused a bit of a flap. Y- your costume caused a bit of a flap? Yeah, that's right. You ever seen a bird flying through the air and its wings going up and down, Arlen? Yes, I've seen the wings go up and down. All right, well that's what a flap is, you stupid fucking Monopoly playing fucking Milton Bradley Asbro fucking cream pie fucking shit disturbing fucking owl fuck. I'm not an owl fuck. Now, would you? By the way, Arlen, have you ever fucked an owl? No, what? No, I haven't. Why would I have fucked an owl? Well, I'm just saying, you should see their eyes. You know they got those big eyes, Arlen? Yes, owls have huge round eyes. Well, you know when you fucking fuck someone, their eyes go a bit bigger. What do you mean you're under a... You know, don't play with me, Arlen. You know when you stick the weenie in the cave? Stick the weenie in the cave? Yeah, that's what you do. You stick the weenie in the cave. It's like the log ride when it goes into the tunnel, eh? The log ride goes into the tunnel. Look, quit play. You have a fucking stick your fucking weenie in an owl. I haven't stuck my weenie in an owl. Are you are you hammered? Well, here's what I'm getting at. Owls have such big round eyes. You stuff your weenie in an owl, and the eyes don't even change size because they're already big and round, eh? What are you talking about, you drunk fuck? All I'm talking about, Arlen, is owls got big fucking eyes. So if you stuff your weenie up an owl. I'm not about to stuff my weenie up an owl. Well, if you do it, Arlen, you're not going to see a change in their eyes because their eyes are already big and brown and round like a fucking silver dollar pancake. Probably the same size as your fucking big brown areola eyes on your saggy tit bags. <laughs> Would you stop talking about my tit bags? Well, that's what they are probably, giant brown Harry Arioli. What? Harry Arioli? That's right, you heard me, you fuckwit. Look, what it. So you're. 
You're at St. Timothy's. Yeah, that's right. I'm up at St. Timothy's at the Christmas party with the vector and the priest and the choir boy and all the parishioners, Island. Okay, and that sounds joyous and fun and Christmassy. Well, you think so until you get to me costume, eh, mate? What do you mean when we get to your costume? Well, look at you, huh? Now you're all curious, eh? Like that little monkey that used to do the story box. What are you talking about? What monkey? Oh, like you never read the story books about the little monkey, eh? He had a guy with a red and yellow hat on his head, and he was all curious, eh? What, are you talking about Curious George? Well, where I come from, they called him by Curious George. If you... Would you knock it off? Now, what was your costume? Well, listen, Arlen, I tried to go with something traditional, right? Would you stop hiccuping? And well, I went as his uh, lovable uh, Christmas character, Arlen. Okay, who was it? It was Frosty the Snowman, Arlen. Frosty the Snowman? Okay, that's... Uh, everyone loves Frosty. Well, that's what you think, and maybe they love him a little too much, eh? What do you mean, they love him a little too much? Well, listen, I can't be responsible for the wandering eyes and fingies of the priests, eh? The wandering eyes and fingies of the pri You mean fingers? Well, that's what a fingy is, eh? You call fingers fingies. Well, I just called a penis a weenie. What, you got a problem with the way I speak, Arlen? Listen, what What do you mean your Frosty the Snowman costume caused some problems? Well, have you ever tried to dress yourself up in snow like a snowman, Arlen? Well, no, you can't put snow on your body. It would melt. Exactly, right? So I was thinking, me and Peter... Who? Peter... Pete Peter? Oh, look at you. Have you got fucking sideburns in your fucking ears? All right, it's just you don't say Peter very clearly. Well, listen to you. Get on with your story. Look, we didn't know what to fucking do to make it look like we was covered in snow, eh? Light, white, bright snow. It's like, what are you going to do? You, you can't put snow on your, on your body, eh? Because it's going to melt, just like you said, you dumb fuckwit. Stop hiccuping on me. So what me and Peter did... Who? Peter! Can you say that what... It's fine, Peter, you fine, non-bobbling, fog-gibbling. Whoa, okay, excuse me. So anyway, we couldn't find any snow all in, okay? All right, so what'd you do? Well, we got the mayonnaise out, eh? So wh what? We got the fighting mayonnaise out. You got the mayonnaise out? Yeah, that's right. We got some mayonnaise and we spread it all over our naked bodies, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What you, what, what you want me to hold on for? Stop the fucking hiccups! Oh, look at you, like a fucking wild rhinoceros charging through a fucking cheesecake factory, eh? What do you mean you covered your naked bodies in mayonnaise? Look, Arlen, what color is fucking mayonnaise, eh? Well, it's white. Right, bingo. Under the eye, fucking retard. What's the point? 
And what colour is fucking snow, eh, Arlen? White. Oh, look at you, Arch. Don't put in two and two together to get retard. Stop saying retard. Well, we covered our naked bodies in fucking white almonds mayonnaise, and we were all covered in white, and we looked like Frosty the fucking snowman, me and Peter. Who? Don't make me... Uh, what? Uh, we look like fucking white snowmen, right? Okay, so you show up at... Where is it? St. Timothy's. Okay, you go to St. Timothy's. You're covered in mayonnaise. You... And don't forget we was naked underneath. Okay, no one can see through the mayonnaise, so you're covered in mayonnaise. You go to St. Timothy's to the Christmas party, and you're both dressed like Frosty the Snowman. So what's the problem? Well, let me do another fucking math equation, <laughs> equation for you, Arlen. Stop the hiccups. Here is Arlen. What's one plus one? Two. And what's two plus two? Four. And what's mayonnaise plus priests? Mayonnaise plus priests? Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know. What is it? How about anal rape? How about that, Arlen? What the f- Would you knock it off? <laughs> Stop hiccuping, you freak! Listen, Arlen, we were in there trying to be lovable fighting children characters like Frosty the Fighting Snowman, right? Would you stop swearing everywhere? Well, what you want me to do is a fucking living piece of snow. What the fuck? Listen, what happened? So we were in there, frosty the fighting snowman, our naked bodies covered, slathered really with fucking mayonnaise, okay? Slathered with mayonnaise. And you think everyone would be up, jumping up and down and singing Frosty the Snowman? Right, okay. We're all white, we look fucking beautiful, we got the black fucking hats on our head. Okay, you got the big high hats on your head. That's right, Arlen. And we think everyone's gonna love us and how the kids will be laughing and jotting around us and singing and whatnot, eh? Okay, that sounds logical. Because Frosty's here. Yeah, Frosty's at the Christmas party at St. Timothy's. And you should have seen those fucking priests, Arlen. What do you mean? Oh, they're fuck. They turned around and saw a couple of fucking mayonnaise Frosty the Snowman's walking that fucking St. Timothy's front door. Uh-oh. Oh, their eyes lit up like fucking prison searchlights searching for a runaway inmate, Arlen. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? Oh, they had fucking lust in their eyes like fucking rabid fucking Cujo looking for a fucking human leg to gnarl on, eh, Arlen? Stop the hiccups! What are you talking about? Well, if you haven't figured it out, Arlen, me and Peter walked into a fucking priest party with our naked bodies slathered in fucking mayonnaise. Okay, I think I'm starting to see what you're talking about here. Yeah, we barely got the fuck out of there. I mean, these fucking priests, they were chasing us around like a fucking couple of Playboy bunnies up at the fucking UF, the fucking Playboy castle or whatever it is, eh? What? So, that, wait, are you accusing the priests of chasing you around in mayonnaise, naked mayonnaise-covered bodies? That's right. Me and Peter barely got out of there 
with our fucking assholes intact, all right, Arlen? I mean, fuck me tender in the night. Oh, my God. Does anything go right for you, George? It's George fight. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come out there with a fucking bulldozer. I'm going to fucking smash your fucking house down. And when I find you in your fucking bed, I'm going to run over your fucking legs until they're flat and I fucking slide them under fucking Barry Manilow's fucking door. And you can fold them up into origami and fucking feed them to a Chinese fucking goose. What the hell is wrong with you? Stop the stupid hiccups. You know what? I've had enough. Frosty the snowman got a fucking anal rape. Stop twisting the words on Frosty. That's a lovable kid's song. Frosty the snowman got a big giant hole in his ass. Hey, Arlen. Stop. You know what? We're gone. We're out of here. Thank you for calling. Have a great Christmas. Frosty. Stop the hiccups. Was a very holy ghost because he had a fucking hole right in the middle of his fucking mayonnaise, eh? Hang up. Holy shit. I think Christmas was just ruined. What, are you kidding me, Roger? This idiot. Who goes to a priest to a church? Thank God he's gone. The, the idiot goes to a, a church function. And I'm not saying all priests are bad, but l- let's be honest that they don't have a great reputation, but they, these two, D- George Michael and his friend, how do you say it? Pita? These idiots show up naked, slathered in mayonnaise in front of a bunch of priests, and they they wonder what... You know what? I got to get my head back straight. I, you know, I almost want to bail on this stupid Christmas podcast. Forget about the love people. This guy just polluted this podcast right out of the gate. I told you not to take the call. You know what? I need to take a little break. Let's play. You know what? This will be the perfect spot to play Rudy Carsoni's Snowballs. Okay? My buddy Toby Haas, every year it's a tradition. We play this Christmas carol. Just fucking hit it. Snowballs. Go. Yeah, it was this time of year. About a year ago, I think, around the holiday seasons, and I was at home waiting for the old lady to get back. She'd been gone a couple weeks, you sees. So I had a couple dozen hot toddies or so waiting for her there. Huh. Finally, the door opens up. Rudy! Hey, baby, it's been a while. Take off the dress. She don't. She gives me the stink eye. Where's the tree? What do you mean, what tree? It's Christmas Eve, Kazoni. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was June. She says, that's it. That's it, Rudy, I'm leaving you. I've had enough. I can't take no more. I found another guy. I'm gone. Hold on, baby. What do you mean, on Christmas Eve? You're leaving me? You found another guy? Who is this Joe? What's he got that I don't got? Well, he's really cute. Baby, it's me. It's Rudy. He's got a sharp red suit. I know I ain't no beauty, but if you squint your eyes when the lights are low, you got one swell-looking skinny date go. Kids love him to boot. Was this more than a date? He's got a sack of loot. No, you little ain't great. Well, yesterday you're my lip smacker. 
Now you're a sugar plum nutcracker. I did not forget Christmas. No, I hung some mistletoe in my pants. Pucker up! Snowballs like mine. And it's snowballs like the ones you're leaving behind. You're gonna miss my back spackling, crackling hot. You log wax nostalgic for my steamy holiday nog. He's jolly and bad. Yeah, who is this pest? Cheeks are rosy and red. Oh, I should have guessed. Don't hit your ass on the way out the door. You ho ho snow blowing ho ho ho. Oh, Merry Christmas, Rudy. Blow it out your dingle. Don't go getting snooty. Oh, so you bag the Kringle. So long, but don't forget, my dear. Old fat so comes but once a year. There's snowballs. I love his big North Pole. They jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle down below my knees. You're gonna miss roasting my chestnuts. Oh, yes, ma'am. Good luck without my pink honey glazing holiday ham. Cause there's snowballs like mine. There's snowballs like these twins you're leaving behind. And there's snowballs. Dear Santa Claus, thanks for nothing. P.S. Uh, could you possibly uh, bring me a new bra? Or if not, I don't know, toss a couple of drunk elves in my bed or something. A couple of your little helpers. They help you, they can help me, pal. time no talk um i have a little song i'm gonna sing to you bear with me it's been two months or 69 days since you took your podcast off i went to the doctor and guess what she told me guess what she told me she said, girl, you better go find a new podcast. That's what to do. Well, she's a fool. Cause nothing compares. Nothing compares to you. Can't wait to hear the next one. Chicken chow mein, baby. It's been so lonely without you. You didn't go wrong. You went right. You went right. You went right to my heart. Right to my heart. When somebody leaves you a voice message and, and they break into song, you know that that only comes from one place, right, ladies and gurgle gargans? It only can possibly come from one place, right from the heart. <laughs> and you know what the heart's full of, ladies and gurgle bliggins? Do you know what the heart's full of? Yeah. You guessed it. The L word. L-O. 
V-E. We love you, and we can't wait to hear more from you. Can't wait to hear the next one. We love you. Oh, it's like a love fest. You have you ever plant a flower? You ever plant a seed and and watch it germinate and grow and rise up out of the soil? That That's all it takes, you know? When, when people call me and, and, and say these wonderful things, it's like, how can I not? Y- y- your love is making the flower grow. I just called myself a flower. Not the most manly thing to do in the world. But anyways, uh, should we do one more call? I mean, these are wonderful calls. Just the, the love and the adoration and the encouragement. And I, Roger, can we do, do we have another phone message here? Let's play another one. Get some more positive feedback. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harland. Uh, hey, so I'm uh, just returning your phone call. I went to the deli. I got some I got some ham sandwiches and uh, those baguettes. Uh, you know, the baguettes. Uh, so uh, just giving you a call back, returning your phone call. Um, <clears throat> don't tell Lucy. Don't tell Lucy I did the laundry with the chlorine. All right, all right, man. Well, you take care. Bye now. Uh huh. Yeah. The 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 baguettes, the bagots, the begotten, the begetting, the ba- the baguettes, baguettes. I don't even know how you say it. You know what? Screw you for me- messing me up with the with the bagdets. You know what? Screw you. How about this? Hello. Uh. Hey. Hey, Lucy. Yeah. Who's this? Um. It's Harlan. Who? Harlan. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, you didn't hear this from me, but uh, he did it again. What? Who, what? Who did what? He uh, he did the laundry with the chlorine again. What the fuck? That motherfucker! I told him that motherfucker! I'm gonna fucking kill him! Baguette you, bro. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Oh yeah, sing it, buddy. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Oh, that voice. Oh, Christmas. Doesn't it just wash all over you? (sighs) Well, I want to throw two words at you during this holiday season, this festive holiday season. Two words, guilt and effort. Now, these are two very prominent words that emerge during the holidays, and I want you to be able to maneuver them, manipulate them, come out on the the good side of guilt and effort, okay? Because, uh, you know, Christmas only comes once a year. And as you've seen, it, it, it's kind of all about reaching out, touching, telling each other you love each other. The way you guys have done here today, oh my God. And sometimes what happens is during the holidays, you get wrapped up in yourself, like we do most of the year. And maybe we forget to reach out to friends and family and people we love or care or even know. Maybe it's 
It's the doorman or your Uber driver or your dentist or your doctor. Maybe it's someone that's not a direct, real close personal relationship, but someone in your periphery. Or maybe it is just your family and your friends. And maybe you neglect to remind them to let them know that you care about them, that they're meaningful to you, that they matter. And so sometimes you don't put in the effort. You don't put in the effort to maybe send them a little card or send them a note or wish them a happy holiday. But then what happens, right? You forgot about David and Carol and Barbara and Darlene and Peter and Michael and Wing Yong Hao and Donnie and Karen and you forgot about them all and all of a sudden you start going down to your mailbox and oh look a Christmas card from Donnie oh 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 I was gonna send him one but I I forgot I neglected I just wasn't a good friend and I didn't put in the effort and here comes that second word Guilt, guilt, guilt. But even if you don't get a card from your friends and your loved ones, you don't want to feel guilty just because they didn't, you didn't send them one because they sent you one. Maybe, as we circle back to that word effort, you just take your own initiative and you don't look for any payback. You don't, you don't look for any return. You ever do that thing where you say you do a favor for someone and you say there's no need for thanks between friends. In fact, there's no need for thanks at all. I just wanted to do it. And we all have that spot in our hearts where we reach in our hearts and we just want to be good and do something good. So here's me doing something good for y'all. And I threw in a southern slang there, y'all. This is me just reminding you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not your mother. I'm not your Aunt Ruthie. I'm just your little podcast buddy. Your little podcast buddy with his slippers on and a candy cane in his hand. (laughs) I'm just looking out for you and suggesting maybe you reach out. You put in the effort to your friends, your family. Maybe make them a little digital card or something. That's what I do every year. You know, I can't be the guy that goes to the post office and gets a stack of envelopes and a big stack of stamps and and, and writes out everybody's name. Who has anybody's address anymore? Right? Not me, not you. So, what can you do? Here's what I do. Can I share? Can I share what I do every year? I just take the time. The effort, there's that word again, effort. And not out of guilt, but out of, I don't know, just because I want to. I want to put in the effort. I sit down and I, I grab a Christmas card off the Google, off the internet, and I dump it into Photoshop and I kind of make it my own and I personalize it. I find a funny one or I find a sweet one or a sentimental one. And I write on it, happy holidays. I love you all, my friends and family. And then what I do 
is I go into my list of emails and I go from A to Z. And yeah, it takes a couple of hours, but I just dump that little card, that little digital card into the email of everyone I care about and know and love, and even a few on the peripheral. <laughs> and I send them that little card. I put in the effort. And like I said, it's not because of guilt. I don't have to do it. But I'll tell you what, when I get a card from them or I go to my mailbox and there's a card from them or they send me a, a an electronic greeting in my email, oh, guess what? I get to read it guilt-free. There's that other word, guilt. And why do I get to read it guilt-free? Because I put in the effort and I know that they got a nice little mention from me. So they know that I was thinking about them and love them and care about them and they mean something to me but I don't know care if they get well you know what I guess it hurts a little when you don't get something back but you can't hold people to the fire like that everybody's got their own time and energy and guilt and effort there's those two words again so you just do it for you and the love that you have in your heart and you take a little time you put in the effort and then you don't feel guilt for not doing it. And you don't feel guilt when they send you something and you never sent them something back. Or you never sent them something to begin with. So there you go. Just a, there, There's a little, little Christmas present from me to you. Giving you a little... I'm like the Martha Stewart of the Christmas set. Just giving you little creative ideas to help you through the holidays. But at the end of it all, it's really... Just about spreading the love and the joy and the togetherness and the connection between fellow human beings. Because like I said, during the year, we maybe don't do it. It's all a little too casual and we forget and it's a little surfacey. But there's something about the holidays where you really, you really get to send a message to those you care about. So there you go. And speaking of family and people you care about, Roger, I, I think as we do every holiday season, we get left a voicemail by a member of my family who lives up in Rochester, New York, my Aunt Ruthie. Did she, she left a message, didn't she? Yeah, okay. Let, let's go ahead and play it. We're gonna play a Christmas message from my Aunt Ruthie and my Uncle Harry, and it's always so nice to hear from them, and, and they put in the effort. And that's what we're talking about right here. Go ahead and play it, Raj. Aunt Ruthie from Rochester. We're sorry. You have reached the number that has been changed. Hello. Oh, my God. This thing, how does it even work? How is it an answering machine? Hello, Angel. Hello, Angel Lumps. Hello. Oh, my God. I can never tell if this thing's on. I don't know who I'm talking to. Angel Lumps, it's your Aunt Ruthie calling from Rochester, New York. How are you, Angel Pops? Oh, your Uncle Harry and I miss you so much, Angel Pudding Pops. Oh, my God, it's the holidays. We've had a second snowfall. The ground is white and crisp. It looks like the, you know, the bed sheets at the Royal, uh, Royal Ramada in, uh, you know, the Royal, the, the, the suite where they put the Royals, the, the, the Royal, 
if the queen were to come to Rochester, the, to the Ramada Inn, she'd stay in the royal suite. And I'm sh- the sheet. Anyways, baby lumps, it's your Aunt Ruthie calling, and we wanted to wish you a happy holidays. Oh, but so you know how much we love this time of year. Do you remember when you were just nine years old and you came over to Aunt Ruthie's house for the afternoon and we were putting up the Christmas tree and you were hanging the bulbs all over the tree and accidentally you grabbed onto the tree and it fell on top of you and you were screaming, rape, rape. And we, your uncle and Harry and I were looking at each other. Where did this little bastard, where did this little boy learn this horrible word? And these, you know, you're flailing around on the ground. You got your, your legs wrapped around the Christmas tree. And this, you know, you're underneath it, you're pinned like a giant porcupine is having its way with you in the magical forest, for Christ's sake. And you're like, help, rape, Aunt Ruthie, rape. And when you're standing there watching you get rolled by this Christmas tree, you got this, this tinsel all over your fucking hair and there's, there's bulbs in your eyes and you got a star on the top of your forehead and you're spread-eagled underneath a, you know, a scotch pine, for Christ's sake. And you're Rolling around, rape, rape, Christmas tree, rape, Christmas rape, and what with me, Uncle Harry and I are just standing there with our jaws dropping open. I mean, Harry's mouth was open so wide you you could have drove an egg truck in there and farted a fucking birthday song. I mean, it was just unbelievable, Angel Pops. But anyways, Angel, that's not why I called. I, you know, your aunt Lucy likes to reminisce. I have so many fond memories of you and your little freckle face getting raped under a Christmas tree. <laughs> but your Uncle Harry's here and he insisted we, well, he didn't insist, but I insisted we sing a Christmas carol to you and your Uncle Harry's, well, you know, his memory's starting to go, Angel. The doctor says he's got the first onsets of the Alzheimer's or whatever the fuck it's called and I feel like he's had it his whole fucking life, this guy. I mean, I'll never forget the time he wandered in the Victoria's Secrets at the mall and he came up with a plus-size bra in his eyes. And I said, Harry, what the hell are you doing? We're in a mall. He said, let's go to the fucking food court, Ruthie. I want to pretend I'm an owl with tit eyes. And I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about, tit eyes? He goes, I want to pretend I'm an owl with Victoria's Secret titty eyes. And I, I said, Harry, are you losing it? And he said, who's Harry? And I was like, oh, here we go. So anyways, Harry, would you come in here, please? Come in here and sing the Christmas carol we were hoist for little angel pops over here. Get in here. Here we go, Angel, and one, two, one, two, three. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Now, Harry, you take it. On the 14th day of Christmas, Harry, sorry, on the seventh day of Christmas, Harry, the 21st day of Christmas. Harry, it's the second day of Christmas. Where the hell's your memory? What? Your memory. On the ninth day of Christmas. Harry, go and sit down. Sit in the corner and eat some plum pudding. Anyways, Angel, we'll get back to that. But I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas. 
I hope you're getting in the holiday spirit and you're not getting raped by any Christmas trees. And can I tell you one more story? Do you remember the time when it snowed all night? You slept over because your mommy and your daddy had to go into New York and pick up some presents for the other children and whatnot. So they asked us to take care of you on the swing over through Rochester. And you slept over, and we woke up in the morning. There was about five feet of snow on the ground. Do you remember, Angel? And you went outside, and it was snowing, and you stuck your tongue out. Do you remember? You stuck your tongue out to catch snowflakes. And what you didn't realize is that you were standing right under the eaves trough of the house, and there was about a 14-inch fucking icicle hanging there. Do you remember? And you were catching these soft little snowflakes. They were like angel farts landing in your mouth and just exploding full of, you know, whatever an angel fart's full of, you know. And he's standing there getting these little angel fart snowflakes on your little pink tongue, angel lips. And all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, Harry came out of the house and he slammed the door and it knocked that 14-inch icicle loose and it broke off the eaves trough and came right down and right through your tongue. Oh, my God, I've never heard a child scream bloody murder. It's like you were stabbed in the face by a unicorn, for fuck's sake. I mean, some of the demented kids on a street get their tongues pierced, but looked like you were French kissing a narwhal from Finland, for Christ's sake, little angel monkey teeth. And Oh, we were, so, remember, we rushed it to the emergency ward, and oh my God, it was just a nightmare. There was blood all over the place, and Harry ended up down in the cafeteria eating yogurt with his eyes. I mean, this, I'm telling you, he forgets things. He forgot where his mouth was. Do you remember? And he's putting blueberry yogurt in his eyes, and he says, this doesn't taste very good. Is it vanilla? It's got no flavor. And I said, Harry, you're putting the fucking yogurt in your eyes. Move the spoon down about four inches and put it in your mouth, you dumb slit. Anyways, Angel, I keep getting off on these tenders. Harry, are you ready yet to sing this Christmas carol to Bumble Pops over here? Get, get over here. Here we go. One, two, three, four. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings. Go, Harry. Nine semi-tractors, 14 jet planes, 120 lasagnas and a box of chocolate cigars. Harry, those aren't the words. What are you singing even? I mean, what planet? It's like somebody smashed Google open and dropped it all over the floor and you're just picking up pieces of Google. Now, can we do it again? Two dozen eggs, 12 chocolate chips, and a old lady and some sardines. An old lady and some sardines. Are you talking about me and my thunder trap? Pardon me? My thunder trap. You know what? Oh, here we go. Did you hear that, Angel? Your Uncle Harry thinks that your Aunt Ruthie's thunder trap smells like sardines. Now we got an issue. The holidays were gone smoothly, but now we got an issue. I'm sorry for Harry's memory. He can't get the fucking words to him. You know, why don't you try this one here? How about this one? Jingle bells, jingle bells. Take it, Harry. High, highway signs, highway signs. Uh, pancakes on the tree. 
I've got leprosy and you've got corn on your sister's teeth. Oh, see, he, he doesn't know the words to anything. Why don't you just go shove your head in a laptop computer and hope Google gets in your fucking head? Do you, do, do you use the Google Angel? I've, I've tried it once. I don't know. I think, I think it smells. I don't know if a computer can smell, but I, for some reason when I press Google it, I feel like it smells. Anyways, Angel, your Uncle Harry's wandering into the... He's standing by the fire. He's supposed to be burning logs, and it looks like he's burning his shoes. Would you get your loafers out of the fire, Harry? But Craig, I'm telling you, Angel Bumps, this fucking guy's ten, ten minutes away from going to Retard Street. Anyways, Angel, we love you. Your, your Uncle Harry, despite being, uh, you know, devoid of any fucking thoughts whatsoever. Get your legs out of the fire, Harry! Oh, my God. We've got to go, honey bunches and oats, but we love you. Your Aunt Ruthie loves you. Have a wonderful Christmas and tell all your listeners on your on your, your bob, Bobcat or whatever. What is it that you do, a Bobcat? I think he said it's a bobcat. It goes all over the world on the internet. Tell your listeners everybody loves them. We love you. Happy holidays. Harry, will you say Merry Christmas to your nephew over here, please? Uh, honey, honey garlic spare ribs. Honey garlic He's gone. This guy's fucking nine tits to the wind. You might as well hang out a pair of your underpants out in the breeze and... Hope you catch a fucking family of hummingbirds in there, for Christ's sake. I gotta go, love. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from Aunt Ruthie and Rochester. We love, we miss you so much. Give us a call. We love. Harry, put on some Christmas carols, you dumb shit. Oh, oh my lord. Jeez, poor Uncle Harry is getting more and more out there, and this is old age, and this this is why we, you know, every Christmas is special. You, you don't know how many you got left. And, uh, yeah, that Christmas tree rape. Still get a little nervous around Christmas trees, I'll be honest. That thing fell right on me. It was right in between my legs. Yeesh. Ouch. But uh, let's, uh, let's, what? You want to do another phone message? Okay, the last one was kind of weird with the the baguette chlorine guy type of. All right, do another phone message. You're the you're the engineer. Go for it. Hello. Hello. Hey Harlan, how you doing, man? Anyway, buddy, I just want to know if you got any of those shirts with that damn fly holding that martini. I really like that one. I see you're out of stock. Anyway, I am Benny the Burger Guy. Talk to you later, Harlan. Okay, great, Benny the Burger Guy. Uh, so, so this, this, you know what? That message is kind of cool, Roger, because this plays into Christmas, believe it or not. Uh, Benny the Burger Guy is referring to my hand-drawn, original, one-of-a-kind T-shirts. Okay, for those of you that aren't aware of it. Uh, I'm also a bit of an artist. Over the years, I've uh, written and illustrated a bunch of children's books and painted, and I have my uh, Walt Disney animated top number one show, Puppy Dog Pals, that I created on uh, Disney Channel and Disney Junior. And so uh, 
you know, I like to get my artwork out there just the same way I like to get my uh, humor and my podcasts and everything else out there. And so uh, what I do is I actually draw directly onto blank T-shirts with colored Sharpies, and I create these one-of-a-kind, really cool T-shirts. And one of the things uh, that happens at Christmas or any gift-giving time is people always go, oh, there's never anything original. There's, there's everything's the same. Everything's a brand name. Everything's, oh, well, I wish I could find something unique to give people so it was special. Well, guess what, gang? My T-shirts are special because when I say one-of-a-kind, what I'm saying is you can actually purchase the one-of-a-kind original print of the shirt. So you can actually buy the shirt that I personally drew on and own that, and no one else will have an original. But then you can also go in and buy a print of the shirt, but it's not the original. It's just a print. So obviously the original is a little bit more expensive because it's a one-of-a-kind original hand-drawn shirt. And then the prints are a lot cheaper because they're prints. But these shirts go really fast. I put them up on my Instagram. Uh, If you're not on my Instagram, follow me because that's where I alert people that there's new original hand-drawn Harlan t-shirts in my web store at my website, harlandwilliams.com. So usually these shirts are gone within about 25 to 30 minutes of me putting them up on my Instagram page. What I do is I put pictures of the latest collections of shirts that I've drawn, and then I send out an Instagram post, and those shirts go really quick. So that's why I'm saying if you want a very unique and special Christmas gift, um, you can get one. And Johnny the Hamburger, whatever the hell his name was, <laughs> I apologize. Jimmy Meatloaf or whatever, uh, Googer Burger Golash or whatever your name is, sir. Um, you got to be quick. You got to be on it. And once you see the uh, pictures posted on my Instagram of the shirts, You go directly to harlanwilliams.com, click on shop. It'll take you right to the store. And if you're lucky, I hate to say that, but if you're lucky, you'll get one. And the only reason I'm saying if you're lucky is because you can't imagine the amount of people who write me and go, oh man, I wish I was lucky enough to get one or they were all sold out by the time I got there. And that's kind of why we're doing the prints in the background. So you'll get the original, but then for those of you who miss out on the original, you can at least get a print, and uh, and they're still very original because they're uh, they're from my ma- mind, they're my concepts, they're my drawings. You're not going to find them in any store. You're gonna, not going to find them anywhere else but at harlemwilliams.com. So uh, there should be some brand new shirts going up there very soon, probably the first week of December. And uh, get on my Instagram. My Instagram is just Harland Williams. Look for the blue check mark to make sure it's the authentic one. Uh, you can't believe how many imposter Harland Williams pages there are. But if you if you see my picture where I'm wearing the leather jacket and looking stylish, and I got the tie on, and there's a little blue check mark beside my picture. I think I have about uh, fifty thousand followers, so that'll give you an indication as to. It being mine. Most of the imposter 
um, Instagrams have like, you know, five followers or 10 followers or things. I don't even know why they do it. I'm sure there's some nefarious reason to putting up an imposter, um, you know, site, but whatever it is, don't get duped. And so there you go. Uh, a little uh, Christmas idea, a little uh, Christmas thing. And also, while I'm here, let me plug one more thing. If you didn't know, I'm also a writer. Yeah, I write. And I put out my first book, a collection of short stories uh, called Don't Look Under the Bed. And they're kind of very Twilight Zone-ish and kind of weird. And one of them's scary and one of them's kind of obscure and one of them's kind of intent. I mean, they're all really fascinating stories, I believe. And people who that have read the book are really enjoying it. So, uh, I urge you to pick up my first book. It's also right there, um, on my website. You can go to the books page and you will see a link that will take you right to, uh, where you can order the book off of Amazon and they will mail it to you. You can get a digital copy or you can get a hard copy and uh, it's really fun, quick reading. Um, there's three short stories in there. And when I say short, they're, they're fairly long. Um, the whole book is about, I think, 230 pages long or something like that. So I'm very excited about it. The book just came out and would also make a great uh, Christmas gift for people you know. Or if you want to give yourself a present, I have a feeling you'll like my book. I hope you like my book. If you don't, you got, it's made of paper. You got one more thing to burn in the fire, I guess. Um, so there you go. That's, uh, that's beautiful. And um, thank you for that message. Thanks for playing that, Roger. Now let's, uh, let's move on. Enough, enough of the endorsements, man. Let's, let's, let's move on. It's, it's Christmas, damn it. Whoops. Shouldn't say that. J- just Christmas. And as I've been saying, it, you know, it's all about love and togetherness and, and harmony. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's fitting that maybe we talk about the African-American Christmas experience because, um, you know, we had a pretty tumultuous last year and a half with the whole Black Lives Matter thing and, and you know, all the... And Christmas is the time for giving and sharing and loving and caring and all that fun stuff. And, well, I guess as we've learned from listening to this podcast, that's the reason for this podcast. You know, it's that time of year where yours truly, moi, me, moi is French for me, I wanted to put something out there just to say hey and share a little love and Christmas joy and all that good stuff. So I hope you've enjoyed today's um, little Christmas podcast and had a few laughs and had a few fun thoughts and whatever else comes with it. And I hope you have a great, wonderful Christmas. That's kind of my real message here is I'm hoping you have a great, wonderful holiday and have joy and love in your heart. And you share that with the people around you, the people that are important to you, and even random strangers in the street. It never hurts to share a little love and joy with just about everyone you bump into. So here's to you and yours. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And have a very happy, 
special new year too. And Rog, why don't we go out with a a good old juicy Christmas carol and uh, we'll say goodbye, close down the Harland Highway, and Merry, Merry Christmas. Chicken chow mein, baby. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home.